Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host for this little club. I'm the club host. So happy to have you here. As always, I hope you all had a great week last week, a great weekend. You went out, you looked at Christmas lights, you got your little tree. I got a mini, mini baby, baby, real Christmas tree because I don't want to be having a big tree in my house. I don't want to carry it up. Honestly, I don't want to carry it up here. So I got the cutest, tiniest tree. I I'm waiting for it to fall. Cause I just got it last night, Saturday night. Um, and then I'm going to put my, I'm going to decorate it tonight. And I'm really excited about that. I think next week at some point I'm going to go drive around because there's an area in Queens that has really, really good Christmas lights. Like all the houses go kind of all out. So I'm going to drive around there. Look at those. Tis the season, everyone. Tis the season. And you want to know why I went a little bit crazy ordering things on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So the thing that I got that I'm most excited about is, and you're going to, you're going to freaking lose your mind when you hear about this deal I got. And this is not sponsored by any means. I wish it was because then I would have got it for free. Okay. But I ordered last Friday, Black Friday, I ordered a Nespresso machine. Now, if you don't know what a Nespresso machine is, it is a little, it's, it's not re you want to know what, I guess it is a cappuccino machine in a way. But it's not the classic, you know, the it has the little handle that you put the espresso beans in and all of that shit. It's not that it, it, you use pods in it. So it's like a modern cappuccino espresso machine. And it's called the Nespresso machine. And it comes with a milk frother and warmer, bitch. A milk frother and warmer. OK, who's drinking steamed milk at any hour of the day? Conveniently me. Frothed milk me. So you put the little pods in the, in the, uh, machine, you get a really nice espresso. They give you a little discovery set of all the different flavors and different types of whatever. And then you froth your little milk and it's very luxurious. It's very classy. I feel like I'm in Italy every single day. And when I tell you the absolute steal that I got on my Nespresso Virtuoso machine, what the fuck is it called? A Virtuoso? Hold on. Let me see what they originally cost. And then I'm going to tell you how much I paid. You're going to lose your absolute mind. And there's going to be a lot of shit, shit crappens happening in your pants right now. Cause you're going to shit yourself when you hear about this deal I got. Okay. Hold on. Wait, Nespresso Virtuoso. Hold on. Okay. So the one I got is originally $207. I got it for a hundred freaking bucks and it's called a virtuo, not a virtual. So, <laughs> but Hey, I love a black Friday deal. I swear to God. It's like Santa comes every single day. I, I haven't even opened some of my packages because your girly, your girly was shopping. I, I love getting things on sale more than anything. I love getting shit that's supposed to cost a lot of money for cheap. And I, if you tell me like, oh, I like your shirt, I'm telling you how much it costs and not in a braggadocious way, but in a way that I'm trying to kind of flex that I got a deal. Okay. Cause I very rarely even pay retail on anything. I won't do it. It's how I was raised. People, oh, I like your shirt. Cool. It was $4. Fight me. Oh, I like your jeans. You can't have them. I found them in a dumpster. Okay. That's the vibe that I give. Uh, so that's really exciting. 
Also, if you're listening to this on Monday, say happy gotcha day to my cat, Robert. I adopted him one year ago from this Monday, tomorrow, uh, December 6th of 2020. I, I got my baby and let me tell you what a year it's been with my little angels, uh, you know, Stanley's bad, but I still love the shit out of him. You know, I would take a freaking bullet for that man, but Robert really is just such a sweet little giant. And, and I would tell you to come over and look at him, but he would never be around you. Anytime someone comes over, he hides under the bed. And, and that's how I know he's loyal. And I won't, I will not ever settle for a man that does less than that because Robert's pretty much the only thing I need in this life because he doesn't talk to anyone other than me. And he also kills bugs. So it's like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm all set. The right side of the bed is mine. The left side of the bed is Robert. And he does snuggle with your girly Stanley. I swear to God, babes, what are we doing now? I swear I, I gave him a treat before he started recording. And now he's running around like Usain Bolt. But yeah, Robert's my baby angel. Shout out to Hannah again um, at Providence Animal Shelter who who hooked me up. She's a secret keeper. And she uh, she reached out to me and said, I got a cute little cat if you want him. And I was like, I would I would die for this cat. He was the cutest kitten. And he's so funny. He cracks me up every day. He uh, so. OK, so talking about Robert hiding from people. I, for some, somehow, I swear to God, my apartment is like renovated. Like, you know, before I moved in, obviously the people who own it, they renovated it and it's nice, but I swear to God, it's like one of those things. It's like a model home. Kind of like if you've ever seen Arrested Development where (laughs) they live in a model home and they'll like shut a cabinet, the cabinet falls off. (laughs) That's how I fucking feel sometimes. I swear to God, I was opening my dishwasher the other day and the handle, half of it came off. And how does that, has that ever happened to anyone? So I'm like, great. So I had to have the guys come here today to fix it because I'll be damned if I'm going to dismantle a freaking dishwasher by hand. It, it, I'm going to tell you something simple. It ain't happening. All right. So the two guys, they said they were going to come from 11 to two. They showed up at 11 o'clock on the dot. I was sleeping because I have insomnia and I go to sleep at nine o'clock in the morning and it's actually literally ruining my life. Um, and I don't want to take drugs. So I just sit up all night, but anywho, so I was sleeping and they rang my doorbell. I opened the door half alive. This was like some shit. The, the whole interaction with these guys was like something you would see on a TV show. He starts telling me he fixes the thing. Easy peasy. They were so cool. And He's like, all right, here's what you got to do. You, you know how to maintain the machine, right? And I'm like, I have no clue what you're saying. And he's like, all right, you got to clean out the filter. I had no idea that dishwashers even had a filter. Like, I, I, am I an asshole for not knowing this? He shows it to me. He takes it out of the bottom of my dishwasher. And I'm like, oh, that's what that thing is? I thought that was like a spout for the water. So he's like, yeah, there's stuff in here. You got to, I swear to God, this happened. He goes, there's stuff in here. You got to clean it out. So he takes out, like, there was like little, whatever it was, something in there. And then he puts his hand back in. There evidently was a shard of glass in it. Sharp, rigid glass. He pulls out his hand. It's bleeding. His hand was bleeding. What? And I was like, I, ha- 
I feel like we should we should have just left the filter. You know, I, I, I feel as if we could have gone, you know, until the end of my lease, never having touched the filter. And now your hand has a gash. It's gash. It's bleeding. So I the way I had to wrap this man in a bandage before he left. <laughs> I felt so bad. But anywho, Stanley was all up in his grill and he loved it. Robert was under the bed because Robert knows what time it is. He does not like when people come over. My parents came over the other day and he scurried 100 miles per hour. He ran away. But um, anywho, yeah, so now it's fixed. And I'm excited. I'm excited to have my freaking handle back. You know, it's the little things in life, people. I also wanted to talk about some celebrity news here. We had kind of a crazy week. I feel like something's going on in the universe with the with all these news stories that are coming out. I had watched a little bit, just clips. I didn't watch the whole thing, so I apologize. But clips of that interview that Alec Baldwin did um, about the terrible tragedy, fatal shooting that happened, uh, accidental um, shooting that happened on the set of his movie that he was filming. Um and this happened about, I would say about a month ago, this, this accident happened and he was doing this interview and talking about, you know, the gun misfired and it really was the armorer. I think that's what it's called. The armorers, you know, responsibility. And this was a new person dealing with the gun on set that, uh, was really inexperienced. And actually before this happened, this tragedy happened, a bunch of people from the crew actually walked off set because they were like, they didn't feel comfortable with what was going on. And that'll tell you something, you know? So the gun misfired and unfortunately killed someone that was Alec Baldwin's friend and colleague and, and all of these things. So he had done his first interview the other day and I read some of it. I watched some of it, just like I said, little clips And it seems to be that he is now, you know, they're saying in the news now that he might be held responsible because he was not only an actor in the movie, he was a uh, producer, I guess. So I guess he would be somewhat responsible if there was a lawsuit, if he, you know, if the family was going to sue and whatever, which makes, it does make sense. Of course, it was an accident. Of course, it's a terrible tragedy. But in cases like this, you know, there's always some legal stuff that comes up where people can be held liable and, and whatever. But, um, you know, I think what's crazy about the whole thing is that this isn't the first time it's, this has happened. And, uh, Many, many years ago, this happened to Bruce Lee's son on the set of a movie. And I just have so many questions as to how in 2021, almost 2022, there is even a possibility that this has happened. I mean, you we're sending space cowboy Jeff Jeffrey Bezos up to the gosh darn moon regularly. Well, one time, you know we're going to the moon. We're going to space. We got a freaking Rover on Mars and we can't get fake bullets that won't kill someone in a gun, in a, in a, in a gun. We can't get blanks that aren't going to kill someone if they're not put in properly, which they should have been, of course. Um, so it's just really, really sad. I feel so bad for, for, the person's family for her family. It's just really such a terrible thing. And, and you could tell, you know, Alec Baldwin is genuinely distraught over this and feels terrible. And, 
you know, how do you even, you know, go on after, after such an accident like that happens, but you know, his wife, Hilaria, who we've spoken about on the podcast before she had made some comments. Uh, Let me see if this was on Instagram. Um, she made a tribute. She has a share and support. Um, it doesn't actually say where she posted this, but I'm assuming it was on Instagram or some other type of social media site, but she wrote this whole long thing about the situation. This was her first time speaking about it. And, you know, I think, let let me just read, um, just a a portion of what she said. And I, and I'm not taking, I'm not trying to take it out of context by only reading a portion, but you know, this girly likes to, to chit chat. So it was a pretty long post, but she said, you and, uh, uh, in reference to her and Alec, you and I don't always get it right, but we have big hearts and we love deeply. We are completely different in almost every single possible way, but we are united through deep caring. We're messy, unfiltered, and we wear our hearts naked on our sleeves. This makes us targets and we are so sensitive that to hurt us is easy. Okay. I kind of feel like this is a situation where maybe she didn't have to comment on it. Um, unless it was to just give the family their rightful condolences publicly, because this seems like an open letter to her husband. It's like, girl, talk about it while you guys are eating dinner together every single night or talk about it when you guys are just having drinks, having a normal conversation in the morning when you guys are laying in bed together, whatever. I feel like this was one of these things where she wants to be involved in the situation and she's almost like, I just want to say this, like, girl, you are in no way a victim of this situation. You're not. The woman who who passed away is her family is he is because of this accident that happened. And I know by association you are involved in it in this way. But to make it like we're messy, we're unfiltered, and we wear our hearts on our sleeves, girl, shh. Sometimes people just need to just simply uh, hear me out. Shh. That's it. You, you're not a target, it, except for the time where you pretended you were a completely different nationality for 20 years, and then everybody found out you were from Massachusetts. I don't know if that's a target. I think that might be a rightful, you know, that might be a rightful thing that happened that, that time. But I call me crazy. I just feel like some things are better left unsaid and you should just respectfully share your condolences to the family, you know, because it's not about you. That's the thing. Everybody wants everything to be about them, even if it's in in a tragic way. Um, also, I got a lot of messages about this, so I'm going to chit chat about it. Last week, Chris Cuomo from CNN, obviously, we all know him. He got suspended and now he's officially fired. I think that happened yesterday on Saturday, maybe even Friday. They officially fired him. But you know me that these two, the Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo are the reasons why I I do not praise men by any means any longer on this damn podcast. They're one of the reasons because I don't know what it was. I don't know if I'm bad luck, but. Every single time I would talk about any man on this podcast, it was like the next day something would happen and people would be like, you need to apologize for supporting this person. I'm like, hey, do I know him? You know? I I could have been like, last year I could have been like, oh, I 
you know, I watched a documentary on Winston Churchill and then the next day it would be like, well, he was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. So I think you're going to need to issue an apology. And it's like, what? Nonstop, no matter who I spoke about. But, you know, he was I read a little bit of these articles, but it's so hard to really pinpoint their exact reason for letting him go, because I thought it had something to do with the uh, sexual harassment um, you know, case that Chris Cuomo was facing from a couple of months ago. I thought, oh, maybe um, this could have had something to do with it. But then it was because he was kind of um, coercing with his brother and, you know, putting other people that worked at CNN in a, you know, compromised position and whatever. Um, but then some articles say he was accused of sexual harassment days before being fired on CNN. So it's like I'm reading all these different things and I don't know their exact you know, the final reason, to be honest, it's probably a mix of all these different things, but you know, I get it. I, I kind of saw this happening from a mile away when all this shit started happening with, with, you know, Andrew Cuomo, but geez, Louise, geez, Louise, what a crazy, what a crazy world that, that we're living in. I feel like, again, something's going on with the universe, all these things that are happening. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm right. I don't know. But anywho, let's get into some emails. You guys had sent in some emails. I I talked about my Nespresso machine already, even though I I really could do a whole gosh darn podcast about that. And I got a lot of you telling me that you were listening to Sweet Bobby, the podcast that I had recommended to you guys last week. I loved it. You guys seem to love it. Um, A few people were telling me to talk about it, but I don't want to ruin it if, if someone's not um, done listening to it yet. And also I haven't listened to the final episode that just came out. So, um, we're going to see, we're going to see, maybe I will in a couple weeks, maybe give you guys a little bit more time before I chit chat about it. But by then it's old news, you know, little things happen every single gosh darn day. Also. Okay. Wait. Okay. So let's get into some of these emails. Again, you guys can send an email to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll get to them. You can always resend them to bump them up. Sometimes things slip through the cracks or go to spam. You know what time it is, but let's get into it. So this one says, girly, I have a question for the pod. That's the title of the email. Hey, girly. First of all, I love you. You're like a sweet little sunflower that wears Crocs and clogs and we're here for it. So for some backstory, my husband has been best friends with this guy. Let's call him Josh for many years. They call one another their heterosexual life mates. And he is by far my husband's closest friend that he's ever had. My husband is a true gem. He's an absolute peach. He's an amazing dad to our two boys. He's silly and hilarious and so hot girl. I just adore this man. And if soulmates are actually a thing, he really is mine. Aww. The problem is that his best friend gives me terrible vibes. Josh has only ever been extremely nice to me and always makes it a point to ask me how I'm doing every single time he sees me, but something about him just grosses me out. I can't put my finger on what. Uh, He said some things before about women that make me uncomfortable, but plenty of men say those things, so I'm not sure if that's related at all. My question is, should I tell my husband that I have this gut feeling that something's off about Josh and he makes me uncomfortable, or should I just sit in silence and my gut instincts and try and get over it? I am so averse to being around Josh in general, but have never avoided him or anything because my husband loves him and I don't want to get in the way of their friendship. I'm also curious if you believe in trusting your gut instincts about people and listening to your feeling about vibes in general, or is that something we should ignore? Thank you so much, girly. My friend and I are coming to see you in April. Oh my God. How fun. How cool. 
very excited about that. Yeah, I had uh, announced that Jesse May and I are going on our girl tour. So in the spring, so it starts. Um, I actually don't know exactly which date our first date is, but you can get everything online. You could either go to the websites of the comedy clubs or it's all compiled on Jesse May's website at jessiemay.com. And we're going on tour girlies. You could either see live podcasts or stand up. The difference is the live podcast. We literally are sitting on stage together and recording um, podcast style. We go into the crowd. We talk to you guys. You know, you guys can ask questions. We've had a few of those shows already. And then um, the other ones are just us doing stand up. We're not together. Um, and we do our little our little sets. So those are the difference. But anywho, let's get back to this email. I always trust my gut with people. And let me tell you something. I hate to be this person, but I'm never wrong. I am never wrong about weird vibes. I'm not. I'm sorry. I've never been wrong in my life. But um, I think you can bring it to your husband's attention. Like, you know, and I don't think that would get in the way of their friendship. You could just be kind of bewildered about it. Just like, I can't figure out what it is, but for some reason I get weird vibes from him. I've said that to guys that I've dated before about their friends. I'll be like, I love this person. I love this person. I love this person. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but this guy seems a little weird to me and I can't figure out why. Cause I don't know him that well, but sometimes you just know you feel someone's energy and you can kind of just tell like, Oh, something's off here. Maybe your husband will agree with you, but I don't think you could, you know, I don't think that it would ruin your friendship, especially if you're like, you know, you still hang out with them when, when, you know, things come up and whatever, like you said, you, you never avoid him, but you just get a weird kind of funny feeling about him. I think that that's pretty normal. Um, and I'm sure there is a reason why. And sometimes like I have definitely done that before where, I've spoken to someone, whether it's a friend or an acquaintance of some sort, and you hear them say something and you're just like, well, there goes that. I'll never like you. You know, people have different viewpoints and things like that, which is fine. But sometimes it's just straight up ignorance and like uh, that people have that ego to them sometimes where they're like, you can't tell them that they're wrong, even if they very clearly are. But I would probably say something just in passing. It doesn't have to be official, like, let's have a meeting kind of conversation. But just like, I don't know, there's something about him kind of ooks me out. I'm a little irked by him. I'm really uh, sensitive to other people's energy and, and, and stuff like that. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends over at Brooklinen. No matter who's on your shopping list this holiday season, everyone can enjoy the gift of being cozy, and no one knows cozy or comfy like Brooklinen. I absolutely think our beds are like our our sanctuaries, right? I always have the cozy stuff on my bed. I got a million blankets and quilts and things. And I'm telling you, these sheets that they sent me from Brooklyn and are really, really soft. They feel so nice. They're so easy to clean. I absolutely love them. I will be, this is one of those sponsorships that's like, I will be a repeating customer. Like your girl likes to be cozy. I take it very, very serious. And I think you should too. Uh, Brooklyn and was created to bring comfort to every corner of your space at prices that you can afford. And they're not just sheets anymore. They have a collection of cozy must-haves, which now includes from 
Everything from furniture to rugs to slippers to loungewear, shipping doesn't get any easier than Brooklyn and bundles. Save more when you stock up on essentials for your space. And now Brooklyn and gift cards, you can give everyone exactly what they want. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season and save while you do it. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code SKC for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and promo code SKC for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. Brooklinen.com, promo code SKC. Thank you, Brooklinen, for supporting Secret Keepers Club and sponsoring this episode. So this one says, my mom tried to date my ex's dad. What? Hold on. Your mom tried to date your ex's dad. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So hi, Carly, big fan over here in the Midwest. And I've been listening to the pod since the beginning. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. My friends and I were actually lucky enough to run into you in Miami back in the spring. Oh, I remember you girlies. We still talk about how exciting it was to meet you. And we had a blast in Florida. We just shook our asses the whole trip. I actually, I, I attached a picture of us below and maybe you'll remember. Oh my God. That's so funny. I of course remember you guys. It's so funny because like we talk about embarrassing things and like, I never meet, uh, not never, but a lot of times when I meet you guys, I'm doing something embarrassing. Like when I met these girls in Miami, they were so cute and sweet. And me and my friend were, I think we were drunk in the middle of the day and we couldn't find our hotel. We were going into the wrong hotel. Like, you know, in Miami, like on the strip, there's like all of the backs of the hotels that face the beach. So you can't see like which hotel is yours and not for nothing. All the damn pools look the same. So we bumped into them and I'm like, oh, I'm like, we were just trying to figure out which hotel is ours. Like, I always feel like such an idiot. And then yesterday, last night, I had gone to the bar with my friend and um, she went to the bathroom, which was like a 45 minute ordeal, not because she was going number two, but because this particular bar, the bathroom, there's always some shit going down in the bathroom. Like there's five people in a bathroom stall at all times, if you know what I'm saying. And it's nothing salacious in any way but it is people are doing drugs. And I'm just going to say that straight up. People are doing drugs in the gosh darn bathroom. And you want to know what is, is bothersome about that? Some of us really have to pee. So uh, you end up going there and you're in the bathroom line for 45 minutes. I almost punched someone last night because I'm standing in line. I'm first in line and I've been waiting for about five minutes already. And people kept jumping right in front of me and knocking on the door and then their friends would let them in. And then another person came up, knock on the door and their friends let them in. I'm like, listen, you guys, I get it, but they're like, I have to really pee. So anywho, my friend was gone for a long time and I'm just like sitting, drinking my beer. I'm on my phone. I'm looking around. I'm just chilling, you know, talking, whatever. And this girl comes up to the bar next to me and she got these really cute drinks that looked very delicious. They had an umbrella. And I was like, oh, what is that? And she was like, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, my God. And she actually let me drink. Uh, she let me try her drink. And um, she let me put my actual mouth on her straw. And that's how I know that my girlies, we, we're ride or dies over here in the Secret Keepers Club. 
But again, I'm like, I hope she knew that I was there with my friend and not just like some random girl sitting in a bar, like talking to herself. I'm like looking at stuff on my phone, laughing by myself. I looked like a psycho. But again, I hope she knows that, you know. Well, actually, when my friend came up, so she did meet my friend, but I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's always something with me, but. I feel like most things I do are embarrassing, but anywho, we're going to get into this email again. Okay. Getting to the juicy subject line over the summer, my sister was living with my mom while she was house hunting in early June. She texted me saying, um, your ex's dad, let's call him Bruce just pulled up to the house. So naturally I tell her to spy. Now my mom and Bruce have been coworkers for years and actually went to college together. So they have been friends for a long time. Keep in mind, this is my high school ex-boyfriend's dad and I'm almost 26 now so it's been years but back to Bruce showing up my sister said uh, she heard he was there and drop off some quote-unquote work papers which is odd since there's this great thing called email nowadays (laughs) Bruce was at the house for a bit chatting with my mom and my sister said that when Bruce left my mom was all giddy and weird so later that night my mom had to run some errands and left her Apple watch at home my sister called me and we hacked into her watch because mama didn't raise no fools she found the text messages with Bruce and they were talking about their kiss goodbye earlier and all sorts of all sorts of gross things like quote-unquote I've wanted this for so long and you're such a tease I'm not shaming, but I swear, I swear if I, if, if I ever witnessed someone calling, you know what, this is why we can't read people's text messages, guys. This is what I always say. You're going to end up reading some shit that just, it doesn't sit right. It just doesn't sit right. If, if I knew that, stop, I'm gagging. If I knew that someone called my mom a tease, I would, I would, I would never No, Nope. Sorry. Uh Uh-uh. I, 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 you know, we can't be going through people's text messages. <laughs> okay. She said, as you can imagine, I have passed out on the other line thinking of how this will ruin my life. Having to see my ex and his whole ass family over the holidays, hard pass. My sister being the OG that she is brings up Bruce to my mom and basically forces her, forces it out of her that they have been talking for weeks and she doesn't know how to bring it up to me. Fast forward to Father's Day. We were all together for my grandpa on my mom's side and my mom pulled me to the side. I knew what was coming. So I instantly started to sweat. She brought up Bruce and basically said she asked my permission to date him. Um, I just kept thinking, is this real life? Is my mom asking me for permission? I basically told her that, of course, I want her to be happy. And if Bruce does that, then great. But just know that it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's normal to want your ex and their family to stay in your past, right? It was so damn awkward, girl. Like, (laughs) Couldn't she date literally anyone else? I think my mom put herself in my shoes because she called me about a week later and said that they were just going to remain friends and that they both felt bad for putting their kids in a weird situation. Apparently, Bruce talked with his son, my ex, about it too. So thank God the horror and trauma only lasted about a month. But looking back now, we laugh. Oh my God. But I just thought I would share this story in case anyone else's parents have done that. Uh, Anywho, I love you so much. So much. Give your kitties a kiss. And happy holidays. I hope your mom doesn't try and infiltrate your family dynamic like mine did. No, my mom's with my dad for life. Um, And then she says, 
P.S. A couple of my friends and I are going to see your girl, Jessie May, on December 17th in Minnesota and would love, love, love to see you too. We couldn't make any of your shows together in Texas or Georgia, but I'm shooting my shot to get you to come to Minnesota. Uh, kiss you right on the lips. It's so funny because I was going to uh, Jessie, the person that she's working with that weekend in Minnesota can't make it. So she had asked me to go, but I, I can't that weekend. But you guys are going to have so much fun seeing her. She's she's really she's a hoot. She's a hoot. And you guys send pictures of the cats. Cute. Those cats are cute. I would give them a 10 out of 10. Okay. Let's get to this next one. Okay. This one has quite the, um, quite the title. It says golden doodle in a baby Bjorn and stormy Daniels. Okay. Here we go. Uh, This email has two parts, totally separate things. Part one. Okay. So two weeks ago, I walk out of Abbey Tavern and Abbey Tavern in Kipps Bay. And I was on my way home when I spotted a man holding his dog in a baby Bjorn. I lost it. I was a little tipsy. So maybe I was, maybe it was the elk talking, but I thought it was just too funny. It was a golden doodle puppy named Lewis. And anyway, I started talking with the owner and we bonded for a brief 13 to 15 minutes. Oh my God. How cute. Honestly, I love, I don't care if people think it's crazy. Like if my cats would allow me to do that, I would be walking around with my cats and a baby Bjorn. I I really would. I, I see absolutely no problem in that. Okay. So she says, so we're talking small talk, found out he went to DC in college where my parents live. I'm currently in a shit job situation. So we start talking about other jobs and yada, yada, yada. He was funny and seemed so normal. We exchanged names, but I immediately forgot to be honest, like in one ear out the other. Anyway, my question is, is it possible to ever find this man without being a total creep? Uh, Guys, why am I switching letters again? Without being a total creep. I don't want to stalk the block, but I feel like we we got to go on a date. Okay. Uh, I like everyone in New York. I'm so over dating apps and I just want to be on a funny, normal date with a person that I met in the world in real life. I'm half serious, half not, but how insane would it be to put up a sign at Starbucks on third and 28th saying man with a golden doodle named Lewis text me. Do I just accept that? I will never see this man again. I will add that I had zero clue if he has a girlfriend and if he does abort mission, obviously, but on the chance he doesn't, how does a girl go shooting her shot? Okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to discuss this part first. Cause this was part one. Here's the thing, girl. Here's where you slipped up. You forgot the guy's name. You could have easily found him. I could have easily found this man for you within uh, in no less than, you know, in no more than 15 minutes, I could have found this guy for, for you. Okay. So it's kind of, it's kind of difficult, but I don't think it's crazy to do that. The only thing is you would have to, I mean, I was going to say, you can't really put your phone number on it because having your phone number, like in a Starbucks in New York city, you're going to be getting a million different calls and probably from psycho guys that aren't Lewis's dad. It's going to be just randoms that are like, oh, this girl wants to find a guy and I am a guy. So you would have to make, here's what I would do if I were you, if you're going to go the Starbucks route and and post that in the Starbucks, first of all, do you even know that this guy drinks Starbucks? Maybe he is, maybe he is anti, you know, conglomerate. Maybe he, he's, you know, goes to a little, little bake shop or a little cookie shop or something. But, you know, if he's got his dog in a Bjorn, I don't, I can't see him going to his Starbucks. I just can't. But 
I think it's kind of a cute idea and I don't see there being anything wrong with it. I get where you're just like, you're done. And that's how I feel too. I'm done. I'm done. And I never even really want, I never really care about, you know, not that I don't care about people, but I wasn't trying to get into a relationship right now anyway. And I'm already done. And I haven't even really put myself out there. So I hear you, my girly. Um, give it a shot. He'll be flattered. It'll be cute. Put it up. Did see, I wish I wish I knew a little bit more context about your conversation, but did he live in the area? Are you sure that he even lives in the area? Because then you're just you're searching in the wrong spot. You gotta remember his name, girl. You just have to. You have to remember his name. And if this ever happens again, let's all take notes. If you find, if you meet someone cute, you write their name down so you don't forget it. I don't think it's crazy to find someone online that happens all the time. I, I mean, I get messages from people that are like, Hey, I, I, I'm the guy that was at, that actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I should hit that guy up. Cause he was actually really fucking hot, you know, but anywho, let's get into it. Part two, this is a totally different note, but a few months ago, you had a pod epi about your ability to predict the future, like how you're always thinking something and then it happens. Well, I have the most insane story for you. My roommate from grad school, who is the funniest person in the world, and I swear she's a witch, was always predicting the future. I could go on for days about the time she mentioned someone random for her past and then popping up and manifesting random shit into reality. But this story takes the cake. In December of 2018, we went to a quote unquote secret Christmas pop-up bar at a hotel in Nashville where we were living at the time. She was randomly telling a very specific story about Stormy Daniels. Her book had just come out, so she was a topic of discussion at work that day. So anyway, she brings up the topic and 10 minutes or so go by and we're talking about other things and we look over and guess who's walking through the door of the bar? Stormy Daniels herself. I literally can't even make this shit up. It was so insane. Anyway, we were in such utter shock that we couldn't even speak. Eventually, we mustered up the courage to say thank you for your service. (laughs) Referring to her trying to take down Mr. Cheeto Man, she ended up being the kindest person to talk to and super down to earth and friendly. We don't talk too much because I didn't want to call attention to her. I'm sorry. We didn't talk too much because I didn't want to call attention to her and have anyone else recognize her. But anyway, my roommate made that happen with such energy. You would love her. Say hi to Stanley and Robert for me. The way you talk about your two furry kings makes me want to get myself a little kitty cat. Wait, the way that you should. I'm very pro everyone getting a cat. It it really is just the absolute cutest thing that you could ever do. Uh, That Stormy Daniel story is crazy. That I mean, that happens to me all the time. It's so weird. It's so weird. My friend, uh, one of my friends was seeing this guy and he, he's doing the thing, you know, he's doing the thing where he's just being a little wishy-washy and it's reminding me a lot of this guy that I had seen last year. And I had told my friend, like, he, I'm like, everything you're saying is so blank. Like this guy, I'm like, everything you're saying is so this guy, um, that I dated because it's just, I mean, some of them just have that tendency. It's a little narcissistic kind of, you know, personality traits that they're all end up being the same. But I was telling her, he reminds me of this guy. He reminds me of this guy. And guess who texted me that freaking day? The guy. And I haven't heard from that bitch in, in months, in months, psycho. He's crazy. If you're listening to this, call me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't. Please don't. Okay. 
So this next one is called Too Little Too Late. Hey, girl, I love the pot and the kittens and you see how easy that was. I love you because apparently, according to my boyfriend, 10 months is not long enough to get to know someone and say that you love them. Hmm. I've been with other people that have said it within six months. I feel like with the other relationships, we spent more time together. But with him, it's like twice a week thing. So I can't really complain because I'm busy with work and broke as fuck. I guess I just feel frustrated because it feels like we're almost just friends or something who have sex. I'm sure uh, I can wait a few more months. But do you think any of this is normal? OK, I hope this made sense. I've been studying. So it's kind of all over the place. XOXO. Um, Ooh, and then she gives a Christmas theme. Fuck, Mary kill that we're going to get to in a bit. Let me just make sure that I'm saving this so that I don't lose it. Okay. So, you know, these things, I, I, I never like to put a time frame on things like this because there is no right time. It's just kind of like when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And when you say it, you say it. But I understand what you're saying, where it feels like maybe you you might feel as if you have stronger um, thoughts or feelings about the relationship than he does, which is never good. You know, it it's never a good way to kind of like view something. So I get it. I get where you're coming from. And I, I, I'm trying to think if I was saying I love you to someone and they weren't saying it back. I think that I would probably take a few steps back in the relationship because I would feel like, hey, we're not on the same page here. I, I don't know if I would cut them out of my life completely to, to start, but I would probably just go, okay. And if you guys are seeing each other twice a week, maybe see him once a week, maybe see him once every couple of weeks, because again, he's making you feel like a friend. And these are things that it kind of falls into the category of like, I don't want to have to fucking ask you to be on my level with this. I don't want to have to, because then when you give it to me, then when you say, I love you, I'm going to feel like it's not as special. And I'm going to feel like, yeah, I begged you to say this to me. So it's kind of puts a damper on everything and it, ru- it kind of ruins everything. And I'm not saying he should say something that he doesn't really feel, but I'm saying you should go with the fact that it feels to me, at least, like you might be on two, on two different levels. And that's fine. That happens a lot with dating. It happens a lot with relationships. Uh, to me, 10 months is, it's a, it's a year. Let's not get crazy here. 10 months is a year. And if I was with somebody and they didn't know that they loved me in a year, I would, I would be out. I would be out because you want to know what, Uh, here's my thing. Know that you love me three minutes into our first date. And that's all I'm asking. And, and propose to me on the second date. And it's not that serious. Is that so hard? But no, for real, a year, you know, if you love someone in a year and I'm not begging you to love me. So bye. Uh, I'm all set. I got two cats and I got my own job and I got my own shit that I'm doing. I'm all set. So right. Let's get into this next one. This one says my ex BFF is a psycho. Fuck, Mary kill included. Okay. We love to see it. Uh, hi girly. I saw you at comedy zone in Charlotte with Jesse may did not spell that correctly. And Chrissy D in like 2013, I hope to see her stand up again soon. Wow. Okay. That was a long time ago when we were on the, on the road with Chris too. 
Uh, I'm bringing you some stupid BFF shit because I know you don't play with garbage humans. I decided to end my friendship with my best friend of 11 years because she hates my boyfriend. She has only met him a couple of times and accused him of disrespect, accused him of disrespecting her and says that he verbally assaulted her while we were out to dinner. She's such a bully to everyone in parentheses. She says she's just joking, but she never is. And when my boyfriend stood up for himself, she got defensive and started accusing him of being abusive. I will say that he can be a bit obnoxious because he's a Pittsburgh native, but he's seriously so sweet. Another big reason I stopped talking to her is because this year has been the worst year of my life. I'm 27. And in February, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh my God, how terrible. I'm so sorry. I hope you're feeling better. Um, which turned my life upside down. She decided to make my life worse by fighting with me about my relationship, which has absolutely nothing to do with her. I'm at a point mentally where I will not have anyone involved in my life unless they're good for me. Can we get a round of applause for setting boundaries? Absolutely. I am so on board with that. And that's how I am too. It was hard to get over, but I feel better not having to deal with her anymore. She was such a damn drag, to be honest. Thanks for reading this and let me know if you think I made the right decision. Um, Oh, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill again, which I'm going to save. So listen, it's sad. You know, ending a friendship is similar to ending a relationship. It's kind of, um, you know, it hurts and it's, and it's something you have to move on from and heal from and, And I think setting boundaries is so important in any type of relationship you have in your life. And sometimes friends can overdo it and kind of cross cross boundaries. Um, And I think we might even give them a little bit more slack than we would, uh, you know, a partner. But the reality of the fact is that sometimes we grow and we move on and we, and we grow out of people and it's sad, but it's something that happens constantly in life. And I think, you know, you can look back on your, as long as you're feeling good about the decision, which I feel like you are, cause you're saying like, she wasn't there for you when you absolutely needed her. And that is a number one sign of a bad friend. I'm sorry. I had a friend that I went out of my way for so many times. And what's crazy is I was never really even close with her like that, but we have a mutual friend that I'm, I'm very close with. So I would go out of my way for this girl because I felt bad. She needed certain things and blah, blah, blah. And she always like, let me know that I wasn't really her friend. Like she never, I don't do things to get anything in return, but it almost was like she felt entitled to it. And then she's also one of these people that's like could never say anything fucking nice about me. Like she would always be like, oh, Carly's so Carly's trash. Like, isn't it crazy that Carly's trash? And I'm like, girl, why am I classier than you? It, uh, hello, if you're saying I'm trash and you're the most garbage person I've ever met, what does that say about you? But you know, and I don't care. I never tried to be anybody other than exactly what I am. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying lately. <laughs> Imagine me trying to sing you to sleep. You could never, you could never sleep, but, and I cut her out. I bump into her sometimes. I'm cordial with her, but, um, you know, I just can't, I just can't have people like that in my life. I'm like, I think you are just a bad person, a mean person, you know? But anywho, I think as long as you're good with it and 
it's kind of how I view relationships too, where it's when we're no longer talking or when we quote unquote break up or whatever, I feel like I want to look back on this. I want to get to a point. It doesn't happen right away, but where I look back on this relationship fondly and, and happily like, Oh, I remember all of these fun things we did together, all these little inside jokes and we were silly and we were cute. And that was good. That was a good part of my life. I want to look back on it fondly. A lot of times in relationships, it's like, okay, the first six months, whatever, you know, but I think that you, um, I think you made the right decision and I would have done the same thing. Okay. This next one is something that's embarrassing. Okay. This is called embarrassing for no gosh darn reason. You know, what's embarrassing for no reason. She says when someone gives you a gift bag and you don't know if there's more gifts inside the bag. Oh my God. I hate this. No, this is so embarrassing. Okay. You don't know if there's more gifts inside the bag, so you don't know if you should keep going in and then you feel around in the tissue paper and you're embarrassed because you assume that there was more, but then you awkwardly have to take your hand out. I'm so embarrassed just thinking about it. K bye. Can I tell you something? I purposefully don't put things in. Okay, here's my trick when it comes to gifts. I will never just throw a bunch of things in a gift bag with the tissue paper just kind of like all over the place because of that exact reason, because this is scarring. This is scarring and I don't want to do that to somebody else. So what I do is if I have stuff like a bunch of different items that are going in a gift bag, I individually wrap them in their own tissue paper and then I put them in the bag. That way there's no extra freaking tissue paper in there looking like a gift. Okay. Or I just wrap it. I just freaking wrap it. Um, that is very embarrassing, especially something to keep in mind during the holiday season. Um, Cause that really is a, is a cringy moment. Okay. So the fuck Mary kills we got the Christmas one is, um, gingerbread man, chocolate chip cookies and candy canes. Now here's the thing. I'm always going to marry a chocolate chip cookie, no matter what situation, uh, love gingerbread. I actually just bought, and this is not me being braggadocious again, but you guys, I, sometimes I just can't help but flex on you. I did buy um, hot chocolate. I, here's what I ordered. I ordered hot, hot cocoa powder. I ordered, and this is, this is an insane flex and, and I'm sorry for all my haters out there, but I did order an entire bag of freeze dried marshmallows because listen, I love regular marshmallows, but the freeze dried ones, they just hit different in a, in a hot chocolate. And I'm not trying to just put these Jeff puffs, Jeff puff freaking marshmallows in my in my hot chocolate all willy nilly. But did I buy, have to buy no other choice? One pound of the freeze dried marshmallows? Yes. Cause they didn't have a smaller, you know, vessel for them evidently. So I also bought, because this is my favorite thing. I really don't even like candy canes unless they're the special ones, like the, the, uh, you know, the sweet flavor, but the peppermint ones, the only instance I will even lay my freaking grubby little hands on them is when you take a candy cane and, and this is a hack. Okay. I don't know if everybody does this, but this is what I do. You take a candy cane and you, you stir your hot chocolate with it. I no, I'm getting, I'm getting a little riled up now and I need to relax. I need to take it down a couple notches. Give me a second. I swear to you, your life is going to be changed for freaking ever. And that's a fact. If you stir your hot chocolate with a candy cane, <laughs> Wow. 
your life has changed and you're welcome. And I'm going to, I'm going to bless you with that. So what I found on amazon.com support your local small businesses is, and this is wild. I found candy cane spoons. (laughs) Now, are you jealous of me? Yeah. Are you shitting your pants right now? Yes. And that's something that you're going to have to talk about with your therapist, honestly, because the jealousy, I'm feeling it through the potty right now. I'm feeling it through the podcast. And I get it because if somebody told me that they had not only an entire jug of hot cocoa powder, but also a pound's worth of of freeze dried marshmallows and spoons that are made out of candy canes, I would punch myself in the head and I get it. But anywho, that's the only reason I that's the only way that I like candy canes. Okay, so I'm going to have to kill candy canes and and I hate to say it, but I got to because I love gingerbread men. And they're also the only men in in this fuck, marry, kill. So I would I would fuck gingerbread men. I would marry a chocolate chip cookie and I got to kill a candy cane. By the way, if you're in New York, of course, you already know LeVen Bakery. But if you like chocolate chip cookies, hit, hit them up They're I mean, they're the best cookies you've ever had in your whole damn life. And they weigh about three pounds each. OK, and then the next fuck, marry, kill is actually interesting. I don't know if we've ever done one like this before. It's colors, red, blue, or yellow. Wow. So simple yet. So just so, uh, uh, so simple yet. So difficult. I was going to say disrespectful. Uh, okay. Red, blue, or yellow, red. Here's the thing. I like all of these colors. Don't get me wrong, but they're really hard. It's really hard to pick. I guess you got to just by default, you have to fuck red, right? You got to fuck red because red is spicy. Red is spicy. So we're fucking red. There goes that. Now, do I want to kill blue or yellow? I like the color blue. I like a lot of different colors. Blue. Um, yellow is a happy color, but there's really I mean, I guess there's different types of yellow, but there's more different types of blue. I'm going to actually marry yellow because it goes better with like, I look better in yellow than I do blue. So I'm simply being selfish. I like them both equally as colors, but yellow is juicy and it brings out, it brings out my freaking eyes or something. I don't know. I also have a happy memory, you know, associated with yellow because my, my room when I was young was painted yellow. And my dad sponge painted, of course, clouds on the ceiling because we're talking we're talking late 90s. We're talking early 2000s. And your girly did have sponge painted clouds on her freaking ceiling and big butterflies on the wall and a, and a stenciled painted hand painted picket fence around my room. So a- as you're assuming, the theme was outside and it was executed. The walls were yellow with the picket fence. The ceiling was sponge painted clouds. And guess what color the carpet was? You already know it was green. You already know the carpet was green because it was the grass. And guess what? I always had a floral bed, bed sham. So don't even come to me with anything else. Anywho, that was ridiculous. And I had shelves with all these Barbie dolls my mom would buy me and then not let me play with because she swore they were going to be collector's items. And a couple of years ago, I looked them up online and they're worth fucking $10. I would just literally stare at these Barbie dolls and not touch them because my mom was like, they're going to be worth. I don't know how much money she even thought they were going to be worth. Like, what's the upsell on this? 
did you think you were going to make extra 20 bucks? And then you made me have these Barbies in my room that I wasn't allowed to fucking play with. I swear to God, this woman really thought she was going to strike gold a lot. Like there was a lot of things that she was like, that's going to be worth a lot of money one day. And it's like, mom, it's literally like, it's a ticket to a show that we went to. It's like a movie ticket. Um, but anywho, my room was cute. I still, I would love to find those Barbies. I, I wonder if my parents still have them. I'm sure they do. My mom's, my mom thinks they're, they're made of freaking gold or something. But anywho, I love you guys. I hope you have a great week and, and have a freaking holly jolly week. You guys, you can always send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Send them in. If they're going, sometimes they go to spam, like I said. So you got to, uh, resend it if I'm not, if I'm not getting it, but I love you guys and I'll see you soon. Bye.